Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, everyone. I am so happy to be here with my friend Liz Lassa today. Say hi, Liz. Hey, Sharon. How you doing? Oh, so glad that you've uh, decided to join me today. Well, everyone, Liz Lassa, um, she's been with us doing Listen to My Life Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story, not only as a participant, but then um, as a facilitator and also training facilitators um, over the time we've been doing this, which has been a while now. And uh, Liz is a life purpose coach. She's the mom of three, a wife, um, and she's also uh, has some materials called the Spiritual Circle Journal, which we'll talk about a little bit too. So basically what I want to do today um, is invite you all into a conversation that I love to have with people. And Liz, um, to start out with, can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual upbringing? Like what was the picture of God that you were handed as a child? That's a great question. Um, I grew up in a Christian home with wonderful Christian parents, not perfect, but wonderful. And I knew they were always there for me. And my mom was very involved in children's ministry and was great at what I call kids speak, where she could explain something well to a child. (laughs) And they just brought me up in this loving environment where I always knew they were going to be there for me, that I could count on them. And I think that has transferred over in my faith is that I have learned I can count on God as an adult and all through my um, life. And that it's a security I wish most people in the world felt and got to experience coming up in a loving home that, again, is not perfect, but you always know they're going to be there for you and they always were there for me. And that helped me have a really good picture of my Heavenly Father because I have been blessed to have a good earthly father and parents that have never let me down, to be honest. (laughs) So I know how lucky I am to have that. Hmm. So tell me a little bit about some of the ways where God has been most tangibly present in your life. You you told me that we were going to talk about this a little bit. And it's funny, as I thought about this, my immediate thought was, when is he not? And I, and I mean that, meaning that there's this, as I've gotten older, there's this place where I feel like he's always walking next to me. And the minute I take a a minute to be with him. He's there. Now, not to say that I'm always doing that as I should every moment of my life. But what I think is so great about God is the minute we are willing to seek him, nine times out of 10, he's right there with the guidance and the love and the support that is so present all the time. Uh, You know, if I were to give you an example, I think if you, you know, a story or an example, I would have to say, when I was praying about moving to Chicago and I had had several things coming up that he, I felt he was leading yes in that direction, but I was fighting it tooth and nail. I did not, not want to go. My family was there. We had built our dream home. It's warm weather in Florida. So, you know, I didn't want to come here <laughs> back then. And I remember seeking God by my parents' lake and, and just, praying one day and in his word, he showed me the story of Daniel 
who did not want to go to Babylon, this big city that he did not want to go to. He wanted to stay where he was, but God had, uh, God had another plan and God, he didn't want to go there, but God knew that he could do good there. And it was like God used a Bible character, his circumstances to guide mine. And I remember closing my Bible that day, walking into the house and saying to my mom, I think I'm supposed to move to Chicago. And it was, it was just one of those tangible moments that I sensed his guidance and direction so clearly that it was hard to deny it, you know, and as the months and the years have unfolded, it's definitely been, I was supposed to move here for sure. You know, that was where he wanted us, our family met. So he used a Bible story, but how did you know that? Did you feel it in your body somehow? Oh, that's a good question. I feel it in my body. You know, I felt it in that, you know how sometimes when you're praying about something and it's exactly what you're seeking, you know, you're coming to God with a question. I'm always coming to God with questions about things. And, you know, this is what I need guidance on. I need help here, Lord. This is the thing I'm struggling with. And then he puts the perfect thing you need right in front of you at the right moment in some different way, whether it's through a person that, you know, he picks up the phone and calls you, or it's through the devotional you're reading that day, or it's through the passage of scripture you're in, or it's, it, I don't know. He's just amazingly does that <laughs> for me. So it, it sounds like you are tuning in um, and trusting that God will connect some dots for you. Yes. And I don't want to give people the false impression that, you know, the first thing I see is the sign. I'm not like that at all. I actually, when I'm teaching retreats and things, I, I say, God gets my attention the first time. The second time, you know, I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe God is doing something. And then the third time he's giving me the same message close together. I t- that's when I bring it to him as, okay, God, I'm hearing this. Is this right? It's not that I jump to conclusions and assume that something is, you know, because that's can be silly. And I've seen people go <laughs> possibly the wrong way with that. I really think that's the point. Then we're really seeking God deeply on something. If we're thinking, okay, maybe you're guiding me in this way and let's find out. And he seems to always do that sometimes. And another thing you said about, <laughs> about is it a feeling? I know there was a, a role that I felt God leading me to do in, it was a volunteer role and it was not my sweet spot. And I did not want to do it. Uh, and I love some of the people involved and things, but I just knew my gifting and how it wasn't my gifting. And I sensed God. I saw him for three months. I kept begging him, like, please, Lord, bring someone else in. Let them, <laughs> let someone else, you know, take this job. And, and I, you know, I'll do it if you make me, but I really don't want to. And by the end of a few months, it, it was just clear in my spirit that if I did not do this, I would be being disobedient. And I had to do it. And I did it. So I don't know. Sometimes it is that deep in your spirit feeling of, I always say it's really easy if it's something you don't want to do <laughs> and he keeps telling you to do it. <laughs> you, know, you keep sensing he's leading you to do it. That's, that's easier than when it's something you really want to do. And you're trying to figure out, is this me or you, God? Yeah. The, the distinguishing of the, of the, is this you or is this me mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. seems to be something that it can be a little bit hard to parse out sometimes. It is. It's not, it's, I always tell people that it's not something we have. It's not science. It's not science. It's not brain surgery. Like it's, it's something very complicated that takes time to 
learn how to listen, but even the best people that are the best listeners to the Lord still get it wrong sometimes. And I always encourage people, you're going to get it wrong, but guess what? The only way to get it right is you got to get it wrong sometimes because you're going to have to learn somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Well, and sometimes we won't know. No, and we will never know sometimes. But, you know, it it reminds me of a Thomas Merton prayer. I think it was... um, that I'll see if I can post in the show notes here because I don't have it to 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 quote directly. But basically, it says, it says, I I have to believe, Lord, that that my desire to please you pleases you. Mm. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I'm getting it right, but I'm somehow believing that my desire to please you pleases you. Yes. Yes. And you know. Um, like there's this, um, I know I'm hard of hearing mm-hmm, Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> part of that, but yet, and there's also this part about free will where, where so often I'm, I'm, I've come to understand that God's saying, you know, you can make this choice. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, I remember the first time my son, when he was really young um, and seemingly too young for my liking anyway, when he told me he did not want to wear what I was putting on him in the morning, Mm -hmm. probably, you know, I don't think he was even two. And, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I actually said out loud to him, who told you you were old enough to have an opinion? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) There was this piece of me as a mom that I realized that my life had changed forever, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. (laughs) Because I was dealing with a human being with a will. Right. Right. (laughs) That I was going to have to negotiate with at this point in time. And it's a little easier to to have a little one that you don't have to negotiate with. Yeah. Yeah. um, But the older they get, there's more... um, there's definitely more of an interaction going on. And sometimes there's absolutely no reason to ask um, even God what's the right thing to do. Because if he's, if he's trained us well and we're listening well over time, the right thing to do sometimes is so darn obvious that it's like, okay, well, if, if my, if my, bellwether question is what does love demand what am I supposed to do here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know am I supposed to be patient and kind and go help this person that, that that I see across the parking lot that's struggling um well I think the answer is yes exactly exactly that is a good <laughs> just, example of darn you obvious. just go do it right yeah right there's just the obvious stuff that that comes out of who we become right right and I think what you discovered there is a huge aha for a lot of people because I've heard women say this that Oh, well, God, you know, as I prayed about this, God's really given me, you know, the clarity that I can go either way and it's going to be okay. There's not a perfect course. He's giving me this option to choose. And then there are other times where I tell people where they're so worried about getting it wrong. And I remind them, listen, it's like GPS. God can redirect you. If you get it wrong, he can just get you right back on the right path if you continue to listen. So it doesn't have to be the end of the world, even if you do get it wrong, you know, and don't go selling your house and quitting your job and doing something crazy for most, most people should not, you know, be making these rash decisions unless they're 110% sure they're hearing from God clear, you know, and they're, they're very confident, very confident of that. But 
even if they do get it wrong, God can still fix it is what I, it gives me comfort, I guess, you know, yeah. in, in these things. Yeah. Well, I think people act like God's will is, is I, I think, uh, uh, Richard Foster talks about in celebration of the disciplines, like they, they assume that following God's will is like walking a tightrope. Oh, uh-huh. And instead of, and, and he, he says in the example that it's more like walking, a, take, you know, taking a hike in the midst of a, of a huge cavern, a huge, mm. like the Grand Canyon, mm. and you'd actually have to try to crawl out the sides of it. Um, that, you know, there's a lot more elbow room than we, than we would imagine. That's a great, now, not to take advantage of right. that, but there's this, but there's this grace and there's this safety and there's this direction we're heading because we have decided, um, we've decided that we want to live in harmony with what God has up, up for us. Uh-huh. Right. right. But that's a beautiful visual. I like that. And yeah, it's, it, I, every once in a while I've imagined Jesus saying, well, it's your life. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead and do this. And keeping one, you know, one ear toward heaven on, on a, uh, at a continual basis to say, okay, I'm open to whatever it is. So you have taken some interesting steps. So when you did listen to my life, mm-hmm. you encountered the reviewing my days map. And what was that like for you? Well, it was great because, you know, I learned how to just ask the same questions over and over again in a way that really got me reflecting, you know, so well on uh, things I needed to be thinking about, you know, and, and I liked that process for me and it worked, it just worked so well for me. And, you know, as you know, I had had a prayer card I was using with some things on it that was kind of guiding and directing me. And I really used what I learned through the maps and what God had shown me through my prayer card and kind of put that together and found this way that worked for me. That was really what was so helpful for me was it opened up this way of seeking God regularly in the same places, in the same ways, uh, in a way that worked for my busy, crazy life at that time. With, I had infants and you know three children now. She's eight, so <laughs> it's you know it's a lot easier to find time for God now. But back then, it was I really was crying out to God for a way to find Him in this craziness of just a lot of busy with the young children, and uh, and He helped me with that. So He met me where I was at, and I think that's what's so cool. I always tell people, you know, this is just my story, but this is your story is different and your relationship with God is going to look different and how you meet with him might look different too. And that's okay. This is just take it as a story that helps inspire you and take what you want and leave what you don't want. I kind of talk about how meeting with God this way works for me with the examining and things. So. Right. So the reviewing my days map for those of our listeners who may not know is there's a series of questions on that map that basically it's, it's the, the, it's encouraging you to ask each day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on the spiritual practice of the examine, which is an ancient spiritual practice mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that we have put into a form and called uh, reviewing my days because of the fact that it sounds a whole lot more inviting than the examine. Right. right? <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and, and basically it's just a set of, of questions that help us to tune in to what God might be up to. And the, the, one of the questions even is what is my body telling Uh me? And, you know, and 
there's so much that we can learn from being able to just tune in to what's happening in our bodies. And then, um, there are questions. What are some, what are some of your favorite questions of either from the reviewing my days map or from the spiritual circle journal that you, that you developed, um, as a, as an outflow of that? I think one of my favorites is what is the message in all this? I feel like, I feel like a lot of Christians are eating a ton of spiritual food and they're filling up real good, but they're not actually digesting and processing and then moving into action with that information and that that wisdom and knowledge and, or whatever it is that God is teaching them. So I really love that. What is the message in all of it? Where do you see, what is God saying based on what you just learned in your sermon on Sunday or in your okay. devotional today or your Bible study or, you know, and what are you going to do with that? Not, not necessarily like go act and, you know, go serve someone dinner. I don't mean like that, but how does this intersect with your life and what are you going, why does, does this matter that this is intersecting with your life right now? Okay. So that sounds like a summary question. So okay, back okay, it up so from there and okay, give us a so, few others. Uh, others would be, uh, I wish I had the review of my days right in front of me at this moment. Do you have it right there or, um, actually go ahead and from the, from the spiritual oh, okay. circle journal um, too. I would say for me, and this is the verse and the lyric one is, you know, what, what, uh, is there a scripture or a lyric from a song that's really standing out for you today or this week? And what, you know, because I only do it once a week now, to be honest, I, I would love to do it once a day, but it's usually more like once a week is really how much I do the exam. And, and um, it's just what is what is kind of reappearing for you this week? What verse is standing out for you? And because um, God seems to put the same verse in front of me often or the or a message that lines up with the verse, they kind of go together, you know, in some way. And so that repeated message is really helpful. So that would be one of my favorites is the verse, the scripture, and then the lyric, because so many worship songs and things are based on scripture. So it really is scripture. I mean, I, we all, as we all say, the number one way God speaks to us and leads us is through scripture. So I think that's probably one of my favorites from that standpoint is how mm -hmm. God really uses scripture and things he's put on our heart and brings it back out when he needs to, or shows us what he needs to through that. So that's one of, my favorites, I would say. Yeah, I, I love that one too. In fact, uh, I'm glad you brought that one up. Last night, um, I was, uh, we were driving and I heard uh, David Crowder's song and there's a line in this particular song, if I hope I get it right, that says, um, have a seat at the table, come taste the grace. Mm. Mm. And it's like, oh, that I love that lyric. And there seemed to be a little prompt with it of, you know, we've got this, we've got a, we've got a home that's conducive for mm -hmm. guests. And there's some people that I think we're being prompted to build some relationships with that I need to make space at this table oh, for. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that is, you know, just those, those things to be paying attention to the things that stand out to me, like that, the something that stirs in my soul. And sometimes I can feel it um, you know, cause if I say it that I, I can, I can feel it in my spirit, that just seems so uh -huh, abstract. Uh -huh. Like, what is it really like for me? I would say, um, last night anyway, it was kind of my upper stomach that just had this 
stir of excitement Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. it. And um, so I I try to cue it into my body. And there's sometimes the, uh, the different there's something that happens in my body when it's like, oh, I've just been alerted to something. I love how you say stands out and stirs because something can stand out, but it doesn't necessarily stir. So I love, I just had an aha moment when you said that, because I think you hit on something that's hard to explain to people, but you just helped explain it. It stands out and then it stirs. It's not, you know, there's something that can stand out and you can catch it and notice it. But when it stirs and it stays with you and it doesn't leave you and it lingers, uh, that's a huge, I think, factor, which I've never put into words, but I am at this moment with you. You know, and I, I always think that I know in my life, I feel like God will keep prompting and nudging and stirring until the opportunity is lost. So if he is prompting us to do something, but then, you know, we've ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, which is what I hear most when I teach retreats is that women are, they're hearing something, they're getting the nudges and the prompts, but they're a lot of times not following on through on the action and doing what God is asking them to do because they're not giving enough credibility or they're not feeling confident enough to listen or you know, to actually take that next step. And I say, well, that's where the divine moments are happening, ladies. You got to get to that next step where you're actually following through, right. you know, to see the God moving step. It's so cool. Well, you know, and I think part of that is um, we don't want to be inconvenienced. Yeah. I mean, we got we got our plan <laughs> for the day, uh, but uh, the I think there is also that I don't want to miss out on the invitations, and I want to see God's prompts not as direction or even obedience, which carries mm-hmm. some negative connotation mm-hmm. sometimes, but there's an invitation to join him and what he's up to in the world. And I'm being invited to join him in yes, it. Yes. And, and, and I want to jump I on that, miss that because that's where the adventure is. And, and I think when we, when we mute ourselves to those, you know, we put, we put on mute those kinds of promptings or ideas and kind of shove, shove them off to the side at least for me, then I stop right. hearing them for a while. Right, or we get too busy. I think <laughs> yeah. getting busy could be the worst. I know the times in my life where I haven't been paying attention or following through. It's it can sometimes it's not it's not outright sin. It's not trying to be difficult. It's just try. It's literally life has gotten out of control, <laughs> busy at times, and that's when we have to kind of rein it back in and get to a point where we have enough margin to actually act on anything God is putting in our life. You know, and sometimes yeah. I've been through a few seasons in my life where it wasn't my fault. It was crazy. It wasn't, I was just hanging on by a thread and, you know, and those happen. And so we have to give ourselves grace in those times and those seasons. But, you know, I think that is margin is critical and and creating that breathing space in our life to be able to do those divine things that God puts in our heart is really important. Or we just don't have the space or time to do them, you know, to make them a priority. Yeah. And I mean, I've heard so many people tell me, that, you know, God was telling me to slow down, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and then it'll be followed by something like, you know, they've got a sinus infection or right. they've got... Well, and I have a, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, I have a story for you. Or, uh, you know, yeah. It, it's, well, it's, it's exactly the words. It's funny. You said slow down. Cause actually, so I was hearing this, you know, like God was speaking to my spirit, slow down, slow down. I remember it was a, just a busy season 
it was years ago and I, I kept getting this message. I, I think I got a speeding ticket and I didn't listen. This was years ago before I got good at listening to God like I am now. But And then something else happened and I kept getting this message, slow down, slow down. And it kept getting louder and louder. And then one day I was backing out of my driveway, which was on a busy road. And it was, it was the, the words slow down again, because I was backing out way too fast, came into my, you know, spirit, my whatever. And honestly, it was like they were being yelled at me at that moment. And I threw my foot on the brake and I looked behind me and there was a little boy and his grandfather going across my driveway and we were on a busy street. So had I hit them, I would have thrown them into busy traffic and they would have gotten run over, maybe not by me, but by someone else, most likely. And I threw my brakes on, looked in the back, I mean, rear view mirror. And I literally just gasped at, oh my gosh, like God was telling me to slow down. He has been for weeks. He kept trying to get me the message. Well, he got my attention at that point. He, I started slowing down (laughs) in other areas of my life. Like there are consequences. Yes, there are consequences to not listening when the Holy Spirit is telling you to do something. And I, to this day, I mean, I, I just thank the Lord over and over for that. I could, I don't know what I would have done if I, you know, hurt someone because I was just be rushing for what, you know, for an extra 30 seconds, <laughs> you know, it's really silly. Like the world was going to end if I took 30 seconds longer to get to wherever right, it was going. Right. right. Exactly. So sorry. I just, when you said slow down, it completely jogged that story. <laughs> no, that's, that's, it's, it's though it are, it's those kinds of things that when we talk about them, we get, and I love the fr- a phrase you used, Liz, was um, I'm, something about I've gotten better at it. At, at, I've gotten good at, okay. at listening for God, you know. And 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 there's there's a piece of this that there is some skill, there's some muscle building, there's some there's some um, training that's necessary yes. <laughs> to be able to recognize and yes, respond and I think to that's God. Right? Why the exam is so powerful? Because guess what? Every time you go in the gym with that examine. And you sit down and you take that time to get still, you're building that muscle every single time you do the examine. Really, in my, I mean, don't you think in a way it's kind of, it's one of the ways to build that muscle. And and it's about creating the space and the quiet and just being with God and being in his word. But it's, I think that you're right. It is building a muscle. And and so sometimes they're called Mm -hmm. spiritual disciplines. Sometimes they're they're called spiritual practices, and sometimes they're called Mm -hmm. spiritual exercises. And I think there's there's kind of a good reason for all three words, right? Right, right. (laughs) But there's something that need to be Mm -hmm. repeated, and there's something that that it's that you can get stronger Mm -hmm. at. And, um, and I just, this, this idea that we're being invited to join God in some kind of an adventure in our lives, he's up to something good and he wants us to join him in it. He wants us to be a part of it. And truly we are, we are what he's intending to use to make that. Right. And you know, some people, I value adventure. It's one of my top core values. So I really Maybe that's why this appeals to me so much is I value adventure. Maybe if someone doesn't like adventure, adventure, they don't like change. Maybe it's intimidating to them to go out there and be like, let's go, God, come on, woo-woo. You know, it's, 
I don't know. I just, I, it's funny. We can't assume that everybody in the world thinks the way I think, or you think necessarily, you know, you'd hope that they would see that there's this adventure waiting and God's got some great things for them. And, and, but it, and it doesn't always mean they're easy things. I think that's where we mistakenly, uh, you know, can be mistaken sometimes is that they're good things, but they're not always easy things. <laughs> and, the, you know, and some people are afraid of that too. And, I, you know, I admit I, I can be that way too, if I'm going to be honest sometimes. So, you know, I think we, I don't know. I just think that's kind of part of that conversation as well is that we really have to be expectant that God has good for us in our lives. And then that gives us the right attitude to come to him with that invitation and to move forward and, into that. Yeah, I mean, it always, recognizing and responding to God, my story, the only reason I'd want to do that is the underlying thought that God is good and he's got good mm-hmm. intentions for me and he's got good intentions for me to be a force for good mm-hmm. for other people mm-hmm. exactly. as well. I like that, a force for good, yes. And yeah, it's so that so that we are being spiritually formed for the benefit of others, like Mulholland would say that, that there is a, um, that there is an adventure mm-hmm, afoot right. here <laughs> and whether or not you want to join it right. is a whole nother thing. Hmm. So I know you've got a list of ways, you know, if God is speaking. Yes. I created this list back when people kept wanting tangible examples of how I've listened and noticed God in my life. And so I created this handout called Noticing God's Guidance. And it really is a list of the different ways that I have learned to pay attention and notice when he's leading and guiding. guiding. And I put an example with each one for the most part so that people could understand how it works for me. I don't know if it's like that for everyone, but I just know how people sometimes need to hear tangible stories. And, you know, like you said, just saying it's a feeling in your gut is hard for people sometimes. So that's why I created this list. And for me, the, the story that I just shared with you about the slow down story, I would call that the shout out because that doesn't, has not happened very often in my life, but that was one time where it was felt like God was shouting out to me, slow down for the benefit and, you know, safety of this poor, you know, people behind my car that were about to be run over, <laughs> you know, and ultimately for your benefit oh, too, because oh, you wouldn't have, I've heard, I can't even, I mean, oh. Yes, for my benefit too, because I would have been so sad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, uh, yes very, very much so. So um, why don't you give us a few? And uh, didn't ask you this before. Absolutely. Are you willing you to share to that with us? me or how, I don't know, when info at lizlassa.com, I can just send it to you, or I don't know how you want me to do that. Mm-hmm. I tell you what we'll do is um, is we will put in the show notes okay. how to contact you, how to get get a copy of this handout, and also um, learn about your okay. spiritual circle journal. Um, we'll put all of that right in okay. the show notes. And while we're at it, before you get into the list, tell us the website for www.lizlassa.com, and that's l i z l a s s a dot com, or it's www.spiritualcirclejournal.com. So either one will point them. Some people have an easier time remembering the journal name. Some people have an easier time remembering a name. So <laughs> whichever they remember. <laughs> there you go. Okay, great. So we'll put we'll put the rest of that in the show notes as well. And so, yeah, give us uh, some of the items uh, off your the list. The other one, let's see. Uh, this one, I call this the nudge or the shoulder tap. 
And I almost feel like this is like somebody tapping my shoulder, <laughs> not physically, but it's, it's like God is trying to get my attention. He's like, Hey, Hey, pay attention. And at first it starts very slight and then it intensifies, you know, and it, it's like the tapping gets harder and harder. And then it only, is that kind of like mom, a kid going, mom, 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 mom yes, mom, yes, perfect. Mom. exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> and the example for me for this one, I put with this one is I felt God tapping me on the shoulder to go visit a friend who had cancer and she was in the hospital down at Northwestern. And for me, with a little, you know, preschooler. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm out in the suburbs. That's not a quick, easy trip to get back in time for the other kids and Northwestern and parking in the middle of winter and all this, you know, to just run to the hospital and do a visit. But I felt this urgency to go visit her. And I, it just, the tapping got louder and louder. And so I dropped everything that day. I just remember cleared the schedule and I went and it turned out to be the last time that I saw her. Uh, she died just a few days later. And I was so grateful that God gave mm. me this opportunity to see her. I didn't know it was going to be my last time, but I hadn't seen her in, in a while. And I, um, I, I, you know, I was able to call a few of our girlfriends and be like, listen, you need to go see her. She's not doing so well. And they got to say, you know, see her before she died. So I was so grateful for God. He, again, he stepped in and, and allowed me that visit with her to see her and, yeah, I just, I was grateful for that last chance to hear before she died. Mm. So that would be kind of like called a nut. It just felt like he was mm -hmm. tapping on my shoulder and just it kept getting louder and louder and louder. <laughs> okay. Give people an idea of, of some of the others that are on the okay, list well, before we circumstances close Circumstances is, is pretty clear and easy, but for me, I mean, one of the ones on the list is actually, you guys, listen to my life facilitators. Uh, was when the morning I was crying out to God saying, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get more journals printed. They're too expensive. I can't afford this. Uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. People are asking for them and I don't have any. And then I, he had been putting pre-orders on my heart, but I hadn't done anything with that. But I really just gave it to him and said, Lord, this is your problem, not mine. Not in a disrespectful way, but I really can't produce the money to go to print here. And I got a peace come over me and I, shut my Bible and my, you know, quiet time stuff that morning. And I opened my email, my in email and in my inbox was an email from you, Sharon, asking me to speak at the national listener, my life map facilitator conference. When we all got together with some of the facilitators from all over the country. And you said, Liz, I'm going to give you 10 minutes, come share the journal. And that was huge because when I did that, and then I sold, I remember I made 10 copies. They sold in five minutes. I came back with pre-orders for 35 or 40 more, something like that. People handed me cash to go to print. And because of that ask and God providing that exact moment, I literally <laughs> was crying out to him, opened my computer. And there was the answer to my prayer and God provided the money to go to first print. And, you know, from there it was, you know, able to print them, handed one to Melinda on midday connection and Moody. And, you know, from there, that's when they started shipping all over the country and stuff. But that was a circumstance I could not have orchestrated had I tried. God used you to get that out there, <laughs> you know, and, and I had no way of making it happen at all. <laughs> you know, it was really cool seeing his timing and everything on that. But that was a circumstance. Oh, gosh. Well, I tell you what, we're about out of time. So you're going to have to listen. Uh, you're going to have to check the show notes to get the list uh, for the rest of Liz's, Noticing what did God's you title guidance, that list, list of Liz? ways to notice God's guidance. 
You'll want that list. You'll also want to get a copy of the Spiritual Circle Journal. Um, the Reviewing My Days map um, on, as a part of the Listen to My Life portfolio is in the same realm of it all. Liz has put together this thick book. Basically, it's a, it's the same journal page every day for 90, 90 how many days? days? But it's, like I said, everyone's many? not going to do it daily. They're going to do it maybe, you know, once a week, twice right. a week, maybe daily, but, you know, not that many people would. So 90 opportunities um, in the midst of that to recognize and respond to God. So... Oh, Liz, thank you so much for the conversation today. I'm so grateful um, that our paths have crossed um, over these years doing this kind of work. And I'm just excited to see um, what God might prompt next. I feel so blessed by your friendship and for just all the ladies that that listen to my life maps. You guys have been such a, uh, God has used you in my life in so many ways. So I'm very grateful. It's it's one of the one of the greatest blessings mm-hmm, are the mm-hmm, relationships. <laughs> How to doing all this for sure. So, uh, yes. So, men, women, uh, we'd love to have you join us for Listen to My Life. You can check out our website at onelifemaps.com, and you'll hear more in the outro here. So, for now, uh, I just am hoping and praying for you that you'll be able to tune in to be able to recognize and respond to God in your story in ever increasing ways and let us know what happens along the way. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore. Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.